Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. Today I am joined for the first time by our intrepid beers with Talos host, Mitch Neff. Thanks for coming on, Mitch. Thanks for having me, John. I've been dying to come on here. I know. So uh, for since you, this is your first time on the show, real quick, uh, can you kind of just tell folks, well, first, plug beers with Talos, obviously, for anyone who doesn't listen to both shows, which is for you not, I don't know what you're doing. But can you talk about the show and then what else you do for us real quick? Well, if you're not already listening to Beers with Talos and you are listening to Talos Takes, again, I agree with John. I don't know what you're doing. Like, we promote both these podcasts between each other so much, I'm, I'm pretty sure the crossover is rather significant. <laughs> uh, but like John mentioned, I am the, the co-host slash producer of the Beers with Talos podcast. Uh, and in my day job, I am the leader of the strategic communications group here in Cisco Talos. The same team that John works on, actually. And uh, we just try to get the word out and be the megaphone of Talos and tell people all the good things that all the brilliant folks that we work with do. So today we're going to be talking about using public Wi-Fi uh, and basically best practices when you're connecting to a, a public network. And when I first brought this up in our uh, team chat, just over text, uh, your f- initial reaction when I said, hey, I want to record an episode about using public Wi-Fi uh, who wants to come on and talk about it? Your initial reaction was, uh, how about we just tell people not to use it? I stand by that. That is the best advice to how to safely use public Wi-Fi is to not. And, but we'll get to that. I do have some tips. And that is, there's, there's something in there about that. We'll get yeah, to that so, as we keep so talking So tell me why, though, that was your, why was that your initial reaction? Because at least for someone like me, who is uh, only about three years into my security journey, I'm more than used to connecting to Wi-Fi at BWI when I'm flying or the local Starbucks or whatever. You know, and a lot of it isn't about so much as of connecting to those networks as it is what you do on that network. So there, there, was, a, there was an episode, I guess, years ago when my wife and I were traveling to Australia and we, uh, we were in LAX. And my wife connected real quick to check on a hotel room and, and, and move. A, I think she had to move some money from one bank account to another or something like that. And by the time we boarded our plane, our, our Air NZ flight from L.A. to Auckland, uh, by the time we landed in Auckland for our layover to Sydney, we realized that all of our accounts were massively overdrawn and we had no access to yes. money because... They don't have our bank in New Zealand or Australia. So it's not like there's a place you can go get a new card after they have mm-hmm. to shut your whole thing down and, and start everything over. So it turned into, a, could have been quite a huge mess. Thankfully, we have, uh, I have some good friends in Australia who met us at the airport with a, a fistful of Australian dollar dues <laughs> and uh, helped me out to, to make sure that we were all, all set up for our week there. But uh, could have been a lot more disastrous than it ended up being, but that was only for the for the faith and good help of yes. my friends. So uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. Obviously, that is uh, hopefully for most people an extreme case. But what are some of the inherent risks that come with, like you said, it's not necessarily so much about connecting to the network, but what you do on there. What are some of the inherent risks that you're taking on by, let's say you're somebody who works from home. Uh, and you you access public Wi-Fi, what are some of the inherent risks of doing that, especially with potentially sensitive material that, say, deals with your career or your job? We did a couple things, example I just gave you, that I think are important to point out. So my wife had connected to a rogue access point that was designed to look like the access point that should have been at the coffee shop we were sitting at, but in fact was not. Uh, And she didn't connect to a VPN. 
So a lot of the traffic that was going through that rogue router, which effectively set itself up as a man in the middle, uh, was, was not encrypted as, as she thought it would have been under a normal connection circumstance. And, and we leaked all that data and she ended up effectively getting her identity partially stolen and, and the bank account emptied. So those are the big things you want to look out for. You want to look out for what kind of activity you're doing and how you're connecting. Those are the two big things you need to watch out for on public Wi-Fi because that's where all the trouble starts. Yeah. So if you're, but let's say like your hand gets forced, uh, maybe you have an outage at home or you work from home and you're like, man, I just really have to get on this meeting. So I got to go to the library or uh, something, you know, anything under the sun. Uh, if you have to be, if you have to connect to a Wi-Fi, uh, a public Wi-Fi, any of those cases, you know, what are some considerations and steps that you can take to at least make that interaction with the web safer? Sure. I can give you, I can give you five quick tips that I have, I've thought about and wrote down here for us today. One is to watch out, of course, for those phony access points. We also want to never automatically connect to a public network. So once you're finished using a public network, you want to make sure you go into your settings. You want to forget that network because that's where a lot of people get into trouble with, again, those rogue routers. If you're automatically connecting to Starbucks 1234, uh, if I set up a phony AP that is Starbucks 1234 with similar access creds, you're going to be able to automatically log into that. And that's not a place you want to be in. The third thing is to limit your activity. And this is the big one. So this is not just our what websites we're going to when we use public Wi-Fi. You also want to limit your activity like your file sharing and AirDrop, whether you're a PC or, or a Mac user. So if you're using a free or a public Wi-Fi access point, not a good time to shop online. It's not a good time to use your social media, access your bank account, or get into your email. Um, and if you have to do those things, I would encourage you, and we'll get to this in a second, use a VPN or use your smartphone as a wireless access point itself using your mobile data. The other thing is to make sure, and this, this is general security advice, but it definitely applies on limiting your activity, is to use different passwords. If you use the same password and one of your sites is compromised, like say you use your Facebook password everywhere, uh, if you're using a public Wi-Fi access point and that those credentials are lifted from you, and that also works for your bank account, you could be in big trouble. But and then the last thing is to when you're the, the the file sharing aspect of it is that's a big thing where phones can reach out to each other or mobile devices can reach out to each other. So if you're using a, an app, an iOS device, uh, you want to make sure that you turn off your airdrop so that you're not discoverable by by anyone. And if you're on a uh, Windows device, you want to make sure you're limiting your file sharing in the settings. Those are very important. And the last two things are to use a secure VPN and to turn your uh, smartphone into a personal hotspot. So if you're familiar with VPN technology and comfortable with that, definitely get an app from a paid, not free, reputable VPN service. And there's whole loads of blog posts out there already on what is and is not a good VPN. So we won't delve into that here, but use a good, reputable VPN. And if you're not able to do that, turn off Wi-Fi. Don't use a public Wi-Fi. Just use your smartphone or your smart device uh, with your mobile data, which is encrypted or turn your mobile uh, device into a hotspot for your laptop or for another device that you can connect to that through Wi-Fi or secured Wi-Fi. That's 2021. We should all have unlimited data plans by now anyways. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. And I mean, that is, that is definitely a drawback and a consideration. If you're on a limited data plan, you have to keep an eye on that or you might get stuck with a big bill. Uh, but you know, and you can check all the apps that have access to mobile data if that's what you're doing, and, and turn off the ones that use a lot in the background. Instagram or uh, a lot of the social networks tend to 
kind of make constant background downloads. So might want to turn <clears> those off. All right. Awesome. Well, those are all great tips. Mitch. Is there anything else that you, any other thoughts that you have on the subject that we missed? If in doubt, just don't use the public <laughs> Wi-Fi. Use your mobile data. That's what you need to remember. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Mitch. I appreciate your time. Uh, and I hope that these tips were useful to everyone at home. Thanks for coming on, Mitch. And uh, I look forward to hearing the next Beers with Talos episode. Fantastic, John. Thanks for having me.